Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton. We often spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church, interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We want to start by personally inviting you to Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday. We have two services, the first at 9 a.m., the second at 11 a.m. COVID safety protocols in place at both. We'd love to see you at either. During that 9 a.m. service, we also have a live stream, which you can find at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. We also have Korean and Japanese translation at that 9 a.m. service as well. This week, Mark chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, a Matthew party, the second part this week. Let's begin today's program by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, Chris. Half a day to you. Yeah, we're calling this take two of Mark chapter two, this Matthew party idea. Uh, It was very interesting last week. We spent some time talking about the the differences in these followers of Jesus. The text that we looked at talks about Matthew, the tax collector, and Jesus calling him, and then Matthew throwing this party for all of his friends. And so the disciples were there. Jesus was there. Uh, and then all of Matthew's friends that the Bible calls the publicans and sinners. So we talked about the differences there, and then we actually spent some time in Mark chapter 3 and just going through the list of disciples, which I think was really uh, interesting for us to find people of different personalities, in fact, different ideologies and philosophies, um, even very, very different political leanings, and yet they all sat around Jesus' table. And uh, so such an interesting idea of the followers of Jesus and what the gospel does as it changes our lives and the way that we impact or the, the way that we interact with other people. And so we're coming back this Sunday to uh, take two on that. And we're leading to this idea about hospitality and the biblical call of Jesus to his followers to care for people around them. And so I'm excited about coming back to it. I hope that you'll join us either online or for sure we'd like to welcome you. We've had great uh, groups coming uh, to both the early and the later service. So we'd invite you to come and be a part of the Harvest family here this Sunday morning. Well, I'm happy to have two of our pastors uh, with us today. Uh, Pastor Ken Keith and Pastor Wade Peltier are with us. We're going to talk about summer uh, this is also take two, because uh, we talked about it last week. But Ken, why don't we start with you? Why don't you just give us a little summary of your burden, and then we'll move forward to some of the things going on this summer. Yeah, so uh, one of my larger burdens here at Harvest is the youth. I've been involved with the youth ministries, currently working as a youth pastor, have been involved in the summer programs really for the last uh, 12 summers. I've uh, been involved with that. And so the youth is is uh, definitely one of my key burdens and, and one of the things that I have I'm actively in currently and preparing for with the with the group we've got here on island to help us reach out to them this summer. Awesome, Pastor Wade. Yeah, my uh, my burden is for um, young people, specifically the elementary ages. Uh, some of my roles here at Harvest uh, really go even beyond that, down into uh, the preschool and toddler classes and. Um, I am burdened for really just the next generation. And mm-hmm. I think that's just the biblical approach. I'm thinking of Psalm 145 that just has one generation proclaiming the greatness of God to the next generation. And I am passionate about that and really excited to be able to be a part of that here at Harvest. 
summer is a change of pace for most people. I mean, school is different. Vacations are different. And it's a change of pace for us, too, uh, here in the ministry. Uh, but summer is awesome around here. we got a bunch of unique opportunities to get involved. I've been saying this summer that summer is grow time. And uh, it's true for for crops. <laughs> you know, they're planted at a certain time. And during the summer, you know, the heat and the rain just allows us to grow. Well, I think the same thing, the potential is true for us spiritually. And we desire that, that for our church family, that summer would be grow time for us. And we have some unique opportunities uh, with, particularly with, with young people and children this summer. I want to ask you guys about that. Um, but maybe sort of leading into that, you guys are both sort of embedded in children and youth ministries. Um, you know, uh, COVID in this last year has had an impact in so many areas. Could you talk with me for a minute about the impact in the last year, particularly on young people and how they're viewing life and processing life? Ken? It, I'll start out with this. It's had a massive uh, impact on our teenagers. Um I mean, teenagers, you got seventh grade to 12th grade. And, and so there's a wide group within there. You've got barely a teenager to almost an adult. And one of the, I'd say two of the big things I've, I've seen is first, the underlying stress that they have had in their life. Right. Yeah. Um, that was not present. I mean, it was kind of carefree. And, and we look back at our teen years and there was some, carefree moments until you get your junior, senior year, and then some realities hit. Mm -hmm. But these kids are, are stressed. Um, some of it's family dynamics. Families are stressed. Parents are, are trying to figure out financial burdens, trying to figure out um, who's going to watch the kids. And some of these teens have been called on to, to take some great responsibilities from, from not just watching them, but schooling them. Um, some of these teens are, right. are schooling their younger siblings. Yeah, so their parents are gone. They're yeah. at home because they're not going to school, but they have you know younger brothers and sisters. Right? Correct. Yeah. So they're feeling some of this, and this is stuff they haven't really felt before. Um, they're stressed within school. It's it's interesting to me. You know, most teens are like I could give or take school, mm -hmm. and I would say that was a majority of them when this first happened. But about a month or two in. They're like, I miss school. Right. I miss my friends. I miss learning. Is Now they're saying, is this putting me far behind? How am I going to catch up this summer for the next year? I don't want to be a grade behind. I don't want to be. And, and these stresses that they've never really experienced before and had to are, are in in their realm and their reality right now. And, and so we've talked about anxiety and stress uh, throughout the time, both to the group as a whole and to individuals, those conversations have come up. And then the second one is a social dynamic. Mm. Um, this one caught me off guard a little bit, in all honesty, because I, I would have thought they would have rebounded a little bit more uh, from this. But recent days, we've had some of the um, restrictions lifted. So we had our first, like, activity and it was just s'mores and, and you know we're we're all making s'mores we had some stuff spread out throughout the field so a lot of a lot of social distancing and and still incorporating that but they're in a tighter knit and and some social um interaction whereas when they come sometimes to to church you know they're sitting and listening but now they're interacting with each other and just some of the the, the social uh, barriers that weren't ever there before. Mm -hmm. And now this group is back together. And I had other people mention it to me. They're like, man, they they struggled. But you saw them pick up. 
uh, some of them, but there was a little bit of that uh, social uh, aspect. And I don't even know how to put my finger on it. Um, you do, you can tell those who who have ways to connect to other friends and who have been in school, and then those who are going one day a week um, for hours on that day, and uh, they're not interacting a- at all, and and they're really struggling. So that's one of the big things, the two big things that that underlying stress by far has been a large one. It's just there. Their sports aren't there. They're falling behind. All of this. It's just it's just this under layer of 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 stress, responsibilities growing exponentially, of taking care and schooling siblings, and then the social aspect. Those have been the two that I've probably seen um, the most of on the on the impact of these kids. Pastor Wade, I'm sure you know a, a lot of the young people that you work with are younger than that. They're not having the same kinds of challenges, but um, I would anticipate you're seeing different things. Uh, really, I I would echo a lot of what Pastor mm, Ken just said. Even with the younger kids, um, you know, many of the the stresses that we face as adults, um, and yeah, that takes on different forms in teens. I think many of them are still there, even for um, elementary age kids, are still facing some you know, anxiety, uh, stress levels are high. Um, a lot of them are looking up to parents and if they see their parents are stressed out, right. They are stressed out as well. And the social dynamic too. It's been interesting to see as, um, you know, we've been slowly able to have more classes and, um, offer different opportunities for, um, kids together. Uh, it is a challenge for them to interact socially, um, you know, through mask, uh, through they've been online for so long and being able to interact socially. I also think one other aspect, especially the younger you go with children, they crave and they feed off of routine Mm -hmm. and um, just a familiarity with um, knowing what will happen. And there's been very little routine in the past year, not knowing what one week will look like compared to the next. So many changes. And I think that has been a, a major contributing factor to some of the, the stress levels um, and something that they are craving and needing just stability and, and routine and uh, some consistency. Um, and really, we've been um, it's been great to be able to um, just the past few weeks, we've been studying attributes of God and being able to show them how in, in the midst of a crazy world, we have a God who never changes and is mm-hmm. always there for them. Um, but that it has been a um, something that has been very obvious that the lack of routine has been taking an, having an effect on these young kids. Well, security is so important at every stage. But we see it particularly with children that we tend to start acting up. Obedience issues happen when we, when the security level is low for us, and security is impacted by the stability, by the schedules. And I was just talking with a parent about this with younger children, and uh, man, our our kids are wired to to notice uh, low level or even high level stress parents aren't trying to tell or adults, you know, you you don't even know that you're telling it, but man, you know, your kids pick up on that. They start acting up. We're like, why are my kids acting so bad when I'm so stressed? Well, that's, (laughs) I mean, they feel that whether you're, you know, whether you're intending to or not. So yeah, lots of changes that they're going through. Are you guys seeing, you know, even from your perspective, I know you talk with a lot of families and um, seeing family dynamics changing yeah, I would say, um, 
you you've got fallen into to some of that you've you've got um when when we as parents and i'm one and i would i would i would be wrong in this too and, and struggling through this too here and there is is when your mind is caught up in all of this there is that family dynamic where you aren't giving the attention and the leadership and the and the um security as you were mentioning and not always intentionally, honestly, as you mentioned. I mean, I, I you were saying that, and I know in my family that's happened a few times where uh, Allie, my youngest, comes up, you know, well, you're upset. Well, I'm not upset. I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't even know, you know, that was – I mean, I walk in the door, and it's like they sense it. They can feel it, yeah. Right? And and so I think it's been hard. Um, I, I don't I don't know of anyone who, who has um, – not face that on this island, honestly, any families. And, and I know many of our families are, are striving not to allow and, and to rest in God and, and trying to communicate that. But I think that family, family dynamic has definitely been um, been felt in my own life and in and some of the teens. But I think that has – I will tell you what interesting thing, if you go back to the lockdown, you saw the family strengthened a little bit mm-hmm. um, in, in some of those times, honestly. The, the the family unit was kind of strengthened and some of those relationships were strengthened. Um, but then everything's kind of opening back up and and back to not even full-fledged, quote-unquote, normal, but again, coming with some of that stress. What I've been telling the teens a lot, um, I, I've been telling them, listen, you are experiencing things some of us haven't, but you're going to mature in a way which I think God is setting you up for for great things because you're hitting a maturity level and handling this right and knowing how to handle anxiety and stress correctly, which is going to God, casting your care on him, going to him. You're going to realize things about God you wouldn't have if it were a normal year. And God's God's going to use this maturity, and this is only going to uh, set you ahead in, in some of these things. So so it all that to say, yes, I think it has affected the families, uh, though even many of us try not to, it, it is affecting us in that way. Well, kids are born with this little built-in stress detector, mm-hmm. and we hate it, right? Because <laughs> we're we're trying to not show that, and they just see it, you mm-hmm. know, no matter how hard we try. Wait, anything else on that? Yeah, really not too much to add to that. It it has changed, I think, dynamics of, of families. Um, uh for the good or the worse, I, I think of the um, the illustration of like a tea bag when um, when it's put in the hot water, uh, what's in it comes out, right. and when we're when we're stressed and put in a hot water situation, what's in us comes out, and so if we're um, filled up with with Christ and if we're letting Him change our lives, that will come out, and I think uh, spending more time with family and being uh, going through something challenging together can be a positive situation. Um, unfortunately, there can also be the the reverse side of that too. And when uh, parents are stressed, and that spills out to kids, and um, and that's something that we need to constantly be guarding ourselves, uh, myself included. And um, what is my life filled up with? Well, last year uh, we kind of missed the summer. I mean, it was there; the months were there, but the things we would normally do, sort of focused on teens and young people, got uh, missed. Uh, tell me about the impact of missing last year um, and some of the challenges. And actually, we, we had some good things, actually, some opportunities that grew out of it. Wait, maybe we'll start with you a little bit on this one. 
Oh, well, really, if we're going back to last summer, that was, uh, I, I moved in the middle of last summer. That's uh, right. Um, in uh, the month of July is when my family and I first moved out here uh, to Guam. So you're kind of landed here right in the middle of all of that. And it's been an interesting year to um, to adapt and grow along with everything. Um, one of the, the positives, and this really goes back to before we moved, uh, as we were preparing for this, and we were watching as much as we could online from services at Harvest, we were able to join in uh, last summer. They did an online vacation Bible school run by many of the uh, Bible college students here. And my kids thoroughly enjoyed it, and it was great to get to know some of them even while we were still on the other side of the world. And so the ministry team from our Bible college uh, kind of got started and started some neighborhood Bible clubs and um, being involved in Vacation Bible School and uh, many ministries and really we're continuing with that this summer. And we're uh, even this week working with them, giving some training and preparing them to have a summer of ministry here um, and not just for the end goal of having successful ministry here this summer, but they're excited to be able to return back to their homes in the future and um, be able to run many of these same programs, um, move forward with discipleship and be able to use that all around this part of the world. Yeah, because we didn't have a normal, uh, well, we'd normally have a ministry team that would come from the States. Ken will talk about that in a minute. Uh, we we pivoted to asking some of our college students here, you know, to kind of take on some of those roles. And it was, yeah, we really felt the benefit of that. Ken, last year, impact? Yeah, uh, just to follow up with that, I mean, God provided that team because typically a majority of them go off island. Right. And they were unable to go off island, and it kind of kickstarted this, yeah. Um, this new uh, step we're taking here, yeah. Typically, we have uh, fit up to fifteen different um, students coming out from Bible colleges, some grads, all upperclassmen, um, coming out in the summer to help us through a variety of ministries and open up a lot of doors uh, for ministry to the teens, the kids, um, through through a variety of of different camps and day camps. Uh, last year, we definitely uh, lost some of that momentum, mm -hmm. like like uh, some of these schools are facing. We lost some of our kids. I mean, honestly, they move. Uh, some of them are were difficult to to uh, connect with before this when we knew where they were at. And now, some of them have moved. We've had some of our teens and families uh, move stateside, and and so we've we've lost contact with them and we're feeling that now that it's open and back up and we're able to get back out there we're, we're not finding some of them and some of those relationships you typically get strengthened during the summer and and the relationships not just with us but ultimately with christ hopefully get strengthened and desire to grow but we're seeing a little bit of of that missing because the summer brings uh, an intensity, if you will, to to the uh, outreach we have. During the school year, kids have school, kids have sports, all these things going on that we're competing with. And really the summertime opens up this, this you know, couple month window where we're not competing with these things. And we're able to actually open up our campus, which I'm so thankful for Harvest Ministries, where they open up to campus to utilize for, for ministry to, to um, take advantage of these downtimes and offer um, different avenues in which we can reach out to all these age groups. And seeing us miss that 
and we're starting to kind of feel it and see it now just just in the last couple of months as things really started opening up um is is was uh discouraging in some ways but uh we're excited that man we get to we get, get to start it all back up and we're seeing faces i mean two two uh thursdays or wednesdays ago i saw two kids i haven't seen in a year wow yeah and i'm excited i mean it's awesome it's like you're still here you know we found you and um and you think it's a small island you should be able to find everyone but it is hard mm. and um and so we were able to start building some of these relationships and it's funny one of the kids who saw him for the first time uh, a little bit ago was like so we're doing summer right i'm like yes we are we're gonna have summer so he was all excited and he remembers relationships with these former team members wow and so um, it's it's exciting to see it, God has opened up a, a, a large door through the ministry's desire to reach out to the community, bringing out uh, staff for it, and the the utilization of the of the different buildings and uh, resources we have here. So, if we got somebody listening and they're saying like, "Man, how can I get in on that?" Can you give us some specifics of the opportunities this summer? June June twenty uh, eighth into July that first week we have our teen camp. And then the following week, uh, we'll have our junior camp. And this is one of the, the richest times that we have. Um, so start thinking and preparing for that. In the meantime, we've got different activities. We've got an open court night for teens on Tuesday night. We've got a Thursday night teen outreach. Also on Thursday night, children's outreach. Um, variety of activities throughout the summer. But we're, we're really excited um, what this team brings. I know Wade could probably uh, fill in some of the of what the the ministry's doing team's doing um and some of the um v- through vbs and some of those things so i'll let you go ahead and fill some of that in yeah absolutely we are excited we've got so many opportunities uh coming our way this summer um with our bible college ministry team um really on a week-to-week basis we have uh weekly programs thursday night with uh the kids programs uh we're going out into the community a few different um, locations to do neighborhood bible clubs and really, the team has a lot of free time built into their schedule just to go and make disciples of all nations. And it's really exciting to give them the opportunity to do that, to be able to find um, people that they can mentor and really disciple and uh, study God's Word together. Uh, starting on June 14th, we're doing a vacation Bible school uh, in the evenings every night that week. Uh, from 6.30 to 8 o'clock for uh, kids K-5 through 5th grade. So we'll have an exciting time. We're making uh, preparations for Vacation Bible School. Ken already mentioned the camps, a week of teen camp, uh, followed by a week of junior camp. And so it is exciting to be able to prepare for these. I think, um, you know, I'm going into my first summer of ministry here, but in a general sense, just knowing the value of summer ministry and what an impact I know in my life that that's made. Right. Um, I think of so many others that um, it is exciting to be able to start preparing for these ways to um, to spread the gospel, to um, to share the love of Christ. So if somebody's looking for more information, go online, do they call in? How do they find out more about VBS, Vacation Bible School, camps, anything else? Uh, yes, that's going to be online. We we are just finalizing some of the details for camp, so that is is coming up. It should be up by uh, this Sunday, Monday. Um, that information should be up. The VBS information is up. You can also, if you're at church, there's some flyers in the back for that. 
Okay, and somebody can always call into the office, you know, our, yeah. our, our normal number and ask yep. uh, for any information that they need. All right, thanks, you guys. We're excited for what God's going to do. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, at this point in the program, we always want to invite you again to Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday. We do have two services, the first at 9 a.m., the second at 11 a.m., COVID safety protocols in place at both. And we do have that 9 a.m. service live streamed as well at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. And there is Korean and Japanese translation during the 9 a.m. service if you attend that as well. This week, Mark 2, verses 15 through 17, take two on a Matthew party. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.